Lahavili Mais Hamashiach. New World. Current events indicate Mashiach's imminent arrival. The year was 5750, Tavshin The Iron Curtain had fallen. The world watched wide mouthed as the walls that had oppressed millions of people for 70 years came crumbling down, giving way to a mass exodus of Yiddin, thirsting for meaning and bringing an amazing revival of Yiddishkeit, which had been almost non existent beforehand. In numerous sikhs during that period, the Rebbe explained that these occurrences are not coincidental. The world has clearly begun to show the effect caused by the Avedah of Kali Yisrael over thousands of years. The refinement of the nations around us is actually the prelude to the times of Geula. But this did not start suddenly, so let us go back a bit in time. Darkness. Looking back at the many years that have passed since the creation of the world, one comes to the realization that overall they have been far from calm or peaceful. While there have been pockets of time of peace and prosperity, they are definitely few and far between. This planet's history seems to be replete with war and bloodshed, animosity between nations, and discord among mankind. Jewish history is even more painful to view. Many of the outstanding events in our history are related to unfortunate occurrences. The Churban Bayis, the Spanish expulsion, and the tragedies of Tachvetat are only a partial list of the horrific events associated with major turning points in Divrei Yimei Yisrael. It seems that Yidin have spent the generations being expelled from one country to another on good days, suffering pogroms, and being murdered on worse ones. These were not isolated events. Yidin have been constantly treated as second-class citizens wherever they found themselves throughout their long history of wandering. The last century has been no different. We experienced two world wars which wrought destruction unparalleled in history, with the Jewish nation going through the Holocaust, suffering a blow it had not underwent since the destruction of Beis HaMikdash many generations earlier. In recent times, however, we have been witness to drastic change. Countries seek peace and prosperity for themselves as well as for the world in general, and ethics and morals have become part and parcel of the lives of millions of people. Instead of showing force to attain goals, governments recognize the value of joining forces to tackle issues that they cannot fix on their own. The Jewish nation has been a part of this turnaround as well. Yidin today live in prosperous lives in an unprecedented manner, taking leading positions in all of the major fields of government and commerce in the modern world. The Rebbe taught us that these wonderful changes that are taking place are not coincidental. Every such event that occurs is an actuality, an expression of the world's transformation in preparation for the ultimate redemption. Chassidus in the headlines. Torah explains that Mashiach is not just a personal savior of the Jewish nation. Rather, he will affect the entire world, bringing it to a whole different level of consciousness. In the Rambam's words, Mashiach will improve the entire world, motivating all the nations to serve Hashem together, after which the occupation of the entire world will be solely to know Hashem. During that time, all of the people of the world will recognize the true faith, the Torah and the Sheva Mitzvahs, with atheists and people of all religions serving Hashem. The feeling in the world, then, will be that what our entire existence is to serve our Creator, and physical matters will be considered insignificant. As the Rambam writes, all the delights will be available like dust, meaning people will consider them as unimportant as dust, and the world will be filled with the knowledge of the Ebeshter. The Rebbe once told Rebbe Shmuel Levitin 
that when he calls for hafat samayanus, he means that Hasidus should be spread so far that the headlines of the newspapers should announce a new shir Hasidus was founded in the shul, that in such and such place there will be a shir and such a such time. This is similar to what will be considered meaningful news in Mashiach's time, not empty and vain occurrences, rather shuri Hasidus, which bring the world to no Hashem. This universal belief in Hashem will lead to another change, namely that all people, as well as all creations, will live together in peace and harmony. There will no longer be the need to feel superior to others and to destroy those they feel negate their existence. When this will take place, it will not come as a shock to the world. Humankind will already be heading somewhat in that direction and will therefore be prepared for the drastic event that will come upon this trend was already felt almost 1,000 years ago. The Ramam writes that the deeds of Yeshua Naitsri and the Ishmaeli, Muhammad, who arose after him, will only serve to prepare the way for Mashiach's coming and for the improvement of the entire world, motivating the nations to serve Hashem together. The world's preparation for the Gula is accomplished by Yidin learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, through which they slowly gather the lost sparks of Kedusha and return them to their proper source. By doing so, they gradually prepare the world to be befitting of a higher revelation of Elikus, which will take place with the coming of Mashiach. It is therefore seemingly inevitable that, after many generations of work, that we have begun to gradually have an effect on the world around us. The change are strikingly similar, and actually, the prelude to the ultimate change that will transpire when the efforts are finally concluded. The Beginning of the End since we live in a time that most of our efforts have been completed, we are able to see with our own eyes how the world has begun a trend towards unity and belief in Hashem. In the year 5743, Tavshin Mem Gimel, the began promoting an innovative idea designed to engage a specific group of people in a way that had never been done before. While all the previous Mifsayim were directed towards Yidin, the Rebbe now urged that we teach the world in general about the code of ethics and morals designated by the Torah, namely the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noyach. The world accepted the urging in a wondrous way. Until our times, the Jews were viewed as second-class nation, and Yidin themselves preferred to keep their religious practices at home. Suddenly, everyone acknowledged the value of the Jewish nation and their religion. This was to the point that the proclamation of President Ronald Reagan in honor of the Rebbe's 80th birthday read the, as follows. The Labavisher Rebbe has provided a vivid example of the eternal validity of the seven Noahide laws, a moral code for all of us regardless of religious faith. May he go from strength to strength. On Purim 5747, the Rebbe himself explained that this Mifza is in fact more suitable for our times than for the past. The reason that Yidin didn't try to affect the nations in previous generations is simply because it would endanger their lives. Today, however, speaking to a non-Jew regarding the Sheva Mitzvahs is not a danger. Rather, it is something that he will appreciate and respect. This proves that there has been a clear change in the world, and it is a change for the good. On the following Shabbos HaGadol, the Rebbe continued on the same topic. The president of the country has spoken publicly about the importance of the Sheva Mitzvahs for every individual and he has repeated this idea several times. It has indeed been accepted, not only in this country, but in many others as well, including those that are still not ready to accept them as a commandment of the creator of the world. Instead, they do only as a rational and moral value. The very fact that the president has spoken about this concept is a clear sign from on high 
that this is an important and vital task. We find ourselves at the end of days, and we have therefore begun working with the non-Jews in order to prepare the world for the time when we will all serve Hashem together. However, apparently we have not done enough, so we have been shown a clear signal by the fact that the President has spoken in this regard that we must add to our efforts, for the hearts of kings and ministers are in the hands of Hashem. Operation Provide Comfort Several years later, another event occurred which strengthened the view that countries are slowly getting closer to an era of goodness and kindness. In the end of Nisan 5751, Tafshin and Aleph, a revolt took place in northern Iraq with thousands of Kurds protesting the oppression they were subjected to be under the dictatorship of Saddam Hussein. Iraqi forces had brutally suppressed earlier Kurdish revolts and had even used chemical weapons in doing so. When Iraqi forces subdued this uprising, more than one million Kurdish refugees fled to Iran and Turkey. Hundreds of thousands of additional Kurds remained along the border of Iraq and Turkey, where thousands died due to lack of food, water, clothing, blankets, shelter, and medical supplies. In response, the United States organized a task force and launched Operation Provide Comfort, delivering as many as 600 pallets of supply per day. In addition to the airdrops, U.S. Air Force aircraft flew thousands of tons of cargo from the United States to Turkey. During a sikha, the Rebbe explained the uniqueness of the occurrence. It is well known that this country has recently used its might to help and save people in a distant place, sending vast amounts of soldiers from its army, together with food, clothing, and medication, instead of using the food and clothing for the citizens of this country, they are using it to save an unfortunate people especially small children, from the cold and even the opposite of life. When they heard that people are suffering, although they are not their relatives and they never had a connection to them, they immediately rushed to help them. We see how the nations are performing acts of goodness and kindness, which reveals furthermore that there is a master to this place. It is a preparation to the time when with a true and complete redemption. Stubborn-Hearted Nations while the United States embraced the Sheva Mitzvahs, deep changes were affecting other parts of the world. As mentioned, the citizens of the Soviet Union began to feel waves of openness and liberty flowing subtly through the government circles. During the years 5750 and 5751, Tafshin Nunen and which the Rebbe coined as Shnas Nisim and Shnas Adenun the waves exploded into a Russian current of freedom that shockingly swept away the communist entity, which had been for so many decades ruthlessly crushed any semblance of religion. During the previous 70 years, people living in the USSR had been dictated to live a life according to the communist ideals. Concepts such as God, religion, and Judaism were considered contraband, and woe to the parent that tried to indoctrinate his or her children with such fallacies. Now, however, there was a total turnaround. Yiddishkeit was not only permitted, but the government endeavored to support it and to help spread its influence. The similarity to Mashiach's times are quite obvious. The very fact that non-Jewish government tried to be of assistance to the Yidin in their country, especially in the spreading of the belief in one God, is an expression of their readiness for the Geula. Moreover, on Shabbos Bedeshis 5751, the Rebbe demonstrated how we can see the advent of the Gu'ula in three additional factors of these wondrous events. Firstly, Mashiach's coming will be a miraculous occurrence. 
The turnover in Russia was undoubtedly a wondrous event, which was not possible within the limits of the natural occurrence. Additionally, the revolution had brought a government that strove to exist by principles of Tzedek and Yeshur, as the entire world will do when we arrive at the end of time. And third was the mass exodus of Russian Jews for, to freedom, which the Rebbe compared to the Kibbutz Galyus and gathering of the exiles, which Mashiach will carry out at the beginning of his reign. Miracles throughout the world. On another occasion, the Rebbe continued to expound on the same topic, connecting it with the occurrences taking place in other areas, pointing out an additional underlying factor. The Rebbe said, There are those who are surprised by the claim that we are standing at the end of Golos. They ask, Where do we see this? It seems that the world, year by year, is running its normal course. It is very surprising that they don't pay attention to the well-known and widely publicized events that are taking place in the world. In the recent years, extreme revolutions have taken place throughout the world, completely changing the face of governments, and in Hashem's kindness, they take place quietly without war and bloodshed, to the point that day-to-day life, business, etc. continue to take place normally as if nothing has changed, even though there has been a complete turnaround in the leadership of the country. First and foremost in Russia, where, after a period of 70 years of a strict and fearful regime who terrified the entire country to the point that one would be exiled to Siberia for stating a critical comment regarding the administration, there has suddenly been, in a short period of time, a radical change in the government, and this has spread to other places as well. A similar event has taken place in China. In recent times, there has been a revolution within the inner circle of the leadership, which also affected their relationship with other countries, and likewise in India, where within a short period of time, the long-standing regime was replaced, and the same is occurring in many other countries, even in distant islands, as is well known. Revolutions within governments and administrations were once automatically accompanied by blood-soaked wars dragging on for long periods of time, disturbing lives and leaving destruction and devastation in its wake. There is no need to search in the distant past. We have seen this clearly in the terrible destruction during World War II. Yet in our times, even larger revolutions have taken place, and they have occurred without bloodshed, but in the silence and serenity. One of the reasons for this is that after so much work has been done, the nations have almost been completely inspired, and all we have left is pachinktanim, small vessels. Swords beaten into plowshares. The changes in the USSR affected people on an international scale, for it also brought about the end of the Cold War, which had dragged on for the previous 40 years. The stalemate that the Eastern and Western Hemispheres had been holding for all those decades had led to an unimaginable amount of spending on weapons, ammunition, and especially nuclear warfare, as each side felt that it had to be ready for an all-out war against the other. The current new reality, however, led to a conference under the auspices of the United Nations during which the United States, as well as Russia, undertook a resolution to drastically decrease spending on weapons, directing funds instead towards bolstering the economy and to assisting in humanitarian aid. During the Shabbos Febringen, a short while later, the Deb explained the lesson we can take from the recent events. One of the promises of the Gula in regards to the actions of the nations is 
and they will beat their swords into plowshares. Nations will not take up sword against nations, nor will they train for war anymore. In recent days, heads of states have been announcing their reduction of weaponry, enhancing instead their commitment to the economy of the country and of the entire world. This is a clear indication of the beginning of the fulfillment of this promise. Since we find ourselves in the Hexatite, the highest time, we can already see a beginning effect of Melech HaMashiach on the nation. Hashem has affected the hearts of the kings of the nations to announce together that they will beat their swords into plowshares. Additionally, the fact that the conference took place in the city of the Nasiadar suggests that this is all a result of the spreading of Torah and Yiddishkeit throughout the world, which was done and continues being done by the Nasi of our generation, the Mashiach of the generation. To the point, the world is now worthy for the beginning of the effect of Mashiach. Hamaisehua Ikert. As always, everything we learn and see must have an effect on our daily lives. In one of the sikhs we brought above, the Rebbe concluded, Any event that takes place in the world is in reality an outcome of the work of Bnei Yisrael. Therefore, when Yidin add in their efforts, it automatically creates a change in the state of the entire universe. Our mission should therefore be to add in our activities, which will in turn affect the world around us, strengthening the true reign of the creator of the world. This will ultimately cause the revelation of Hashem's kingship, and the entire world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Kemayim la yom